next on the 5 O'Clock Report. Damar Hamlin has been released and returned to Buffalo. It is a tremendous story. He's two years and about $20 billion too late. When it's time to go, go. Don't second guess anything. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Back in Buffalo. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. Damar Hamlin has been released and returned to Buffalo. Yes, Damar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills player who almost died in front of a Monday night football audience and who has made the number three omnipresent, has been discharged from the Cincinnati hospital that helped save his life. Dr. William Knight. We can't credit the team approach. We can't credit the Bills enough, Damar's family, to really be able to celebrate what is uh, probably the most awesome dish charge from our hospital than we've had in a long time. Dr. Knight says Hamlin is now in an undisclosed Buffalo area hospital where he'll continue to undergo rehab and testing to try to determine exactly what happened on the football field. Sports journalist Clay Travis tells Fox News. It is a tremendous story of sports and everyone coming together. I think it's the best of what America represents. Doctors say Hamlin began walking on Friday and that his recovery is on a, quote, normal to accelerated path, which they expect to continue. They added it's way too early to speculate on whether Hamlin might ever be able to play football again. President Biden, south of the border, meeting with the president of Mexico and Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau at the North American Leaders Summit, often referred to as the Three Amigos Summit. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. We'll spend a considerable amount of time today day on how we can enhance and elevate our cooperation on fentanyl. And President Lopez Obrador and President Biden will have the opportunity to discuss questions related to supply chains. Biden made his first ever presidential visit to the U.S.-Mexico border over the weekend. Texas Governor Greg Abbott unimpressed. He's two years and about $20 billion too late. These Texas ranchers weren't all that excited either. Everything's picked up, everything's clean. Everybody's kind of like on their best behavior. If he really wanted to see what was happening on the border, maybe he should have come someplace more active. A bipartisan group of senators will meet with law enforcement officials and community leaders at the southern border this week. The American Academy of Pediatrics has significantly revamped its thinking on dealing with childhood obesity. Dr. Sarah Hampel. 40 years ago or, or longer, um, it was hoped that children would outgrow their extra weight, but that's just simply not happening anymore. That wait-and-see strategy has been replaced by a much more aggressive treatment. The new guidance calls for early and aggressive treatment of childhood obesity, including with medications for kids as young as 12 and surgery for those as young as 13. Also part of that new regimen, intensive diet, exercise, and other behavior and lifestyle interventions. Vicki Barker, CBS News. California now. Storms continue to rage there. This resident pleading with her neighbors, don't mess around. If you see that evacuation warning, don't take it lightly. Honestly, yeah. make sure you are prepared and just when it's time to go, go. Don't yeah. second guess anything. More than 100,000 Californians remain without power in a series of storms that have already claimed a dozen lives. Forecasters expect the wild weather there to continue through tomorrow. Some good news regarding the Earth's protective ozone layer. The Earth's protective ozone layer is slowly but noticeably healing. That's according to a new United Nations report. Scientists now say the hole over Antarctica should be fully mended in about 43 years. Thanks to a 1987 worldwide treaty that banned certain classes of chemicals. 
CBS's Jim Crisula. Good news from Newport News, Virginia, where a teacher shot by a six-year-old student is showing signs of improvement. This woman, a grandmother of a couple of the students, was there when it happened. She said, I'm shot, I'm shot, call 911. We only thought it was somewhere on her hand, maybe. She passed out on the floor. After looking further, we noticed that there was another gunshot wound. Prosecutors say they're not sure exactly how they're going to handle this case. Police are still investigating how that six-year-old got his hands on a loaded gun. Longtime CBS newsman Bernard Kelb has passed away. In Dallas, the police wanted to tie the president's assassination to a, quote, plot of international communism. Kelb rose to prominence covering the U.S. State Department and international affairs through the 1980s. Then he became a State Department spokesman, a post he later resigned from over what he saw as U.S. government disinformation concerning Libya. Bernard Kelb was 100. And a prominent Christian broadcaster has also passed away, Pastor Jack Hayford. Was 88. He was one of America's best-known pastors, founder of the Church on the Way in Van Nuys, California, author of scores of books, writer of more than 500 hymns. Tributes are pouring in. Randy Remington, president of the International Church of the Four Square Gospel, tells Charisma Magazine, Pastor Jack lived a life devoted to Jesus, one which he never wavered in or strayed from. Reporter Rich Tomlinson. And do you use a Fitbit? Well, how about your dog or cat? Dog owners can now buy a Fitbit for their pets. The new Animo $150 GPS tracker provides information with activity, behavior monitoring, no monthly fee. It clips onto your pet's collar and can alert the owner in seconds if the pet leaves a safe zone. Also keep stats on sleep, barking, scratching, and shaking. It'll even send owners a notification when it detects a notable change in behavior. I found most pets are not at all shy about letting you know how they feel. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a preview of Governor Hochul's State of the State, still looking for answers in the firebombing of a pro-life center in western New York, and a special look back at yesterday's memorable moments in Orchard Park. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Tonight, partly cloudy in central and eastern Pennsylvania, rather cloudy with flurries elsewhere. A little lake effect into tomorrow could deposit a couple three inches in spots to the east and southeast of Lake Ontario. Low temperatures tonight, 20s. High temperatures tomorrow, 30s. On Wednesday, rather cloudy with high temperatures not far from 40. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin Williams. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. Governor Hochul set to take the wraps off of her State of the State address tomorrow in Albany. We get a preview here from Family Life's Bob Price. Yeah, Mark, this year's State of the State is the first for Hochul since being elected New York's first female governor back in November. At 1 p.m. tomorrow in the Assembly Chamber, she will lay out her priorities for the six-month legislative term, which runs through early June. Pundits predict new gun control regulations and legislation to make New York more affordable will be high on her legislative wish list. For two years running now, no state has seen more people move to other states than New York State. Crime and the high cost of living, the main reasons why. Bob Price, Family Life News. Uh, thank you, Bob. At least 100 deaths are now linked to the recalled Fisher-Price Rock and Play Sleepers. The Consumer Product Safety Commission said they there were reports that infants were rolling from their back onto their stomach or side when not restrained in the seat. The agency said the East Aurora, New York-based Fisher-Price 
notes it's unable to confirm the circumstances surrounding some of those incidents. The New York State Health Department now sounding the alarm about the spread of the newest variant of the coronavirus. That's because that variant now comprises more than half of the coronavirus cases in the Empire State. It's recommended people take steps to protect themselves from getting sick, such as washing hands, keeping surfaces clean, and updating vaccinations. PA health officials say the Keystone State has just passed the 49,000 mark for deaths due to the coronavirus. A pro-life center near Buffalo, firebombed by pro-abortion activists last year, has launched an independent probe to try to find the perpetrators of that violence. Family Life Brandon Dixon reports. Compass Care, which continues to characterize the federal government's response to the attack as lackluster, has partnered with the Thomas More Society to hire private investigators to search for the suspects. Vandals, with a group calling itself Jane's Revenge, broke windows, lit fires, and spray-painted graffiti on the outside of the building in Amherst. The FBI has offered a $25,000 reward for information leading to an arrest in the June 7th attack. Brandon Dixon, Family Life News. Thank you, Brandon. As cannabis consumption becomes more commonplace in New York, pediatric surgeons are seeing a dramatic rise in the number of young children being hospitalized due to accidentally ingesting the drug. It's happening more and more frequently. And the typical case that we will see, it will be in a toddler or young child who uh, comes in with what we call altered mental status. And oftentimes the parents don't know what's going on. Emergency room physician Dr. Ann Breyer said in 2020 she treated seven kids for cannabis ingestion. Last year that number tripled. Breyer accuses pot pushers of intentionally making their products attractive to kids. They need to stop making them look like candies so they're not so attractive to children. Marijuana dealers got the green light in March of 2021 to sell pot for recreational purposes. Critics for that move will backfire big time in New York and lead to a rise in drug driving as well as crime. Pennsylvania now. Labor Secretary Jennifer Barrier says human trafficking has permeated all facets of society in the Commonwealth. No one wins in this except the bad actors behind the organized crime. She calls it a form of modern day slavery. Labor trafficking denies both to vulnerable individuals and particularly children, immigrants and seasonal workers. Now a Western Pennsylvania woman is trying to help stem the tide of human trafficking. Many of them were trafficked or they've been homeless. Maybe they were at or just are women who aren't in cultures that believe that women are worth anything. Meredith Hadeen, founder of Ethical Hope, an online fair trade marketplace. So my daughters and I really wanted a way to provide healthy opportunities for these artisans to share their gifts, their blessings, their talents with the world. One way that we could do that was through providing a voice for their stories and providing a market for their products. Hadeen tells Family Life News her work is a practical way to help get trafficked women away from trouble. Experts say a lot of the trafficking in Pennsylvania happens at truck stops along busy interstate highways. Campuses across the Pennsylvania system of higher education can now legally equip their police personnel with cameras and leave those devices in continuous use. That story from Family Life's Terry Diener. A new state law modifies the process by which campus police officers are certified. The law now makes it permissible under Pennsylvania wiretap law for those officers to record audio in the course of their duties 
not only while in public, but when entering private spaces such as dorms. It's a practice present elsewhere in law enforcement, but one that until now could not be utilized by the state system. There are nearly 85,000 students and about 11,000 employees at the 10 system universities. Terry Diener, Family Life News. Thank you, Terry. And this afternoon, as people celebrate the news that Damar Hamlin is back in Buffalo, anyone who was there won't soon forget what they saw and heard in Orchard Park, New York's Highmark Stadium Sunday afternoon. An electric atmosphere as Bills fans gathered partly for a football game, but perhaps more so this time for a football player. Here's CBS's Jerika Duncan. Here's Hines on the run back. From the first play of the Bills matchup against the New England Patriots, it appeared something special was in the air. This is storybook! An opening kickoff return for Tamar Hamlin! Even before the game started, tailgating fans outside of Buffalo's Highmark Stadium could feel it. It's just a community coming together, and not only that, every community coming together. Bills players hoisted flags that read, Pray for Damar, running onto the field wearing special patches with Hamlin's number three. John Brown! After Bills wide receiver John Brown scored that touchdown, he gave the ball to assistant trainer Denny Kellington, who was first to perform CPR on Hamlin immediately. Quarterback Josh Allen threw for three touchdowns, and that stunning opening play marked the team's first kickoff return for a touchdown in three years. Allen called the moment spiritual. I was going around my team saying, God's real. Like, you can't draw that one up, write that one up any better. Amen to that, Josh Allen. All right, your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. After opening with big gains today, stocks ending the session mixed. The technology-heavy Nasdaq performed the best, mainly on the back of a 6% rally from Tesla. Consumer credit continued to expand in November at a higher-than-expected rate. News flow will pick up during the week with consumer price index numbers on Thursday, likely to be the main catalyst. Fourth quarter earnings season kicks off in earnest on Friday, with many major banks reporting. Oil moving a dollar higher today, closing at $75 a barrel. The Dow lost 112 points, the S&P 500 fell too, and the Nasdaq gained 66. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more. Online at AmbassadorAdvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. It's difficult to say what's the most regrettable financial decision. Buying a timeshare comes to mind, but co-signing a loan is a close second. I am Rob West with your Faith and Finance Minute. The Bible warns us not to. Proverbs 17 says, One who lacks sense gives a pledge and puts up security in the presence of his neighbor. Getting stuck paying off someone else's loan is bad enough, but it stings even more if it's family or a friend who puts you in that position. You have a couple of options. Neither is great. Try refinancing. The primary signer may now qualify for a loan without your help if the outstanding balance is lower. Or offer an incentive to the primary signer, like matching payments. You'll still end up paying half, but that's better than all of it. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free Faith Buy app. You'll find it on our website at faithbuy.com. Alrighty, coming up on the 5 o'clock report, try to not multitask during our last story. One, two, three, 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 three,
Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. A weak cold front crossing the area tonight will kick up flurries for some, a touch of lake snow for a few, but in the grand scheme of things, certainly nothing consequential. Late week, though, we're still watching for the potential of a more robust system. A range of snow scenario will be possible then. In the meantime, for the night tonight, partly cloudy in central and eastern Pennsylvania, rather cloudy with flurries elsewhere. A little lake effect into tomorrow could deposit a couple, three inches in spots to the east and southeast of Lake Ontario. Low temperatures tonight, 20s. High temperatures tomorrow, 30s. On Wednesday, rather cloudy with high temperatures not far from 40. All right, thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5. At the end of the day, this is a game of focus. I'll try to listen closely and focus on this final story because it's all about our shrinking ability to focus. Here's Family Life's Greg Gillespie. By the time I finish giving you this short report, your mind will be ready to move on to its next thing, thanks to today's cultural and tech influences. And that pace has changed immensely. When Gloria Mark started studying powers of concentration two decades ago, computer workers could concentrate for 90 seconds at a time. Ten years ago, that average shrunk to 74 seconds. One year ago, people stayed on task for a crazily short 47 seconds. How to fix our focus? The California psychologist says, one, stop rewarding yourself for trying to multitask. Two, arrange your schedule and your space to reduce interruptions. And three, ask someone who knows you well to help you identify personalized ways that your skills bring you productivity or happiness. My 47 seconds are up. Now your turn to choose what you're going to do. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. I'm going to say that's the multitasking world we live in for this Monday, January 9th, 2023. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.